Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The quarterfinals are officially in the books at the Women's World Cup, and we're here to talk about it on Kicksback, presented by Betway. Julia and Caroline here with you. And Julia, again, these mm-hmm. predictions that we have, and I think a lot of people worldwide, maybe what they're expecting at this tournament has completely gone in a different direction. Expect the unexpected here at the Women's World Cup. At this point in time, we know who's going on to the semis, but let's talk about those last two quarterfinal matches. How are you feeling at oh, the end of this all? I am just exhilarated. I don't even know what to do anymore, what to think. It's it's actually, though, very exciting i'm super excited going into every single game now of this women's world cup because the classic storyline is we have no idea what's going to happen all of these teams are amazing i don't think anybody predicted the final four that we currently have so super excited super confused super happy all mixed together it's it's very fun time well let's start with australia versus france which i think every person who watched this football fan or not was just blown away by this game. And, you know, we can talk it coming, talk about it coming down into the dying moments, moments, seven, six on penalties, Australia won. There were 20 penalty kicks taken in total, which is the longest penalty shootout in either men's and women's football history, which is insane and world cup history. So French keeper subbed in for penalty kicks. When we saw that happen, I was like, you don't typically see this Mm -mm. in a shootout, but I was like, okay, I'm here for the storyline. I'm here for the drama. Maybe this goalkeeper is insanely good, you know, Mm -hmm. at penalties, but still, again, not something you typically see. There were 10 rounds of penalties, four saves, three posts hit and a retaken penalty. Like when you talk about drama of this game, start to finish lots on the line. It's a quarterfinal. Both teams obviously want to advance. The Matildas are in front of their home fans and you add the drama of these, these penalty kicks, which obviously there's already an immense amount of pressure in penalties. But like you stir in that drama and you're like, whoa, what did we just watch? It is headlines to the maximum, I think. And of course, it's so sad to go out on penalties. So sad to see France leave the tournament in this way after such, like you said, Caroline, a dramatic round of penalties. But wow, big ups to the Matildas. What an atmosphere that would have been in the stadium watching their home crowd advance. But yeah, I mean, it's true, guys. Like You, you can't make this up. 
at all. And to be honest, there was a little moment in time when France subbed in the goalkeeper that I thought, oh my gosh, like this is the real deal. France, they have a goalkeeper who's been probably preparing for this moment to come. She's been probably preparing penalty kicks for the last couple years of her life. So I thought, wow, the Matildas, they better stand up. That would, to me was like a mental game. But then to see, yeah, the retaking all the hit, again, it was entertaining. It was talent. It was emotion. Like I just can't overstate how incredible it was. And it, it sucks that somebody has to go home on such an outstanding match like that. I, I just feel like there's been so many moments at this World Cup where someone needs to make a meme of Russell Crowe from Gladiator when he's like, <laughs> are you not entertained? Like for me, that was that moment. Yeah. You know, when the French goalkeeper was subbed in for penalties, I'm like, this can go one of two ways. She's either going to save everything mm-hmm. or, you know... I would never wish this upon everyone, but anyone, but it's very tough to come into a situation where a lot of players are are warmed up and and in that feel of the game and you're kind of coming in cold. That's why I thought what Mewis did with uh, the U.S. women's national team in in her penalty shootout against Sweden, that was her first touch of the game and she scored that penalty. I'm like, people don't realize how difficult Mm -hmm. that is to do. So kudos to this French goalkeeper who was subbed in because... Physically, I think that's a tough job because you're not warmed up from the game. And also mentally, this is going to be your first touch of the game in one of the most crucial, dramatic moments. It's riding on you. Yeah, the French win is riding on you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy. But I want to. So, okay. France was, I believe, ranked fifth by FIFA. Mm -hmm. I had them going really far. So Mm -hmm. uh, I. Nothing, nothing against the Matildas, but just based on what I thought with this French national team and their players like Lassamer, Diani, Wendy Renard, Dali, there's so many of them that are so good, mm-hmm. uh, especially in their last game, the way that they handled their business. I was like, this is a team that's going to find a way to get it mm-hmm. done. They're so dangerous in the attack. You know, they're very, very good at passing the ball. I think they're technically so good. So I, I was just like, oh, I mean, I, I, I would love to see the Matildas go through, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But this Matildas team, Australia ranked 10th. You would consider this to be an upset and did it in front of their home crowd. And we've talked about this, this entire World Cup on Kickback presented by Betway. Australia and when New Zealand was also in the World Cup before they were eliminated, their fans are going to act as a 12th mm-hmm. man. And we really saw that. Like I have some mm-hmm. stats here about viewership and broadcast numbers. There was an estimated average audience during the game of four. 0.17 million, Incredible. making it the number one television event of 2023 so far. There were 3.69 million viewers tuned in to watch the match live on TV broadcast. Further, 472,000 viewers watched the game on seven streaming platforms, seven plus, I'm assuming that's a streaming platform in Australia, making it the biggest streaming event ever seen in Australia. Wow. And these figures don't even capture out of home viewers like clubs, pubs, sports sporting venues and the multiple live site broadcasts set up for games. So you saw so many fans and videos um, on Twitter or whatever social media outlets you have just watching outside or all of these, you know, massive crowds that were supporting Mm -hmm. this, this Matilda's team in that quarterfinal against France and what, the Matildas have done for the country. Like I've seen so many Australian TikTokers being like, mm-hmm. there are, there are serotonin right now. There, mm-hmm. they, we wake up every single day and until night, all we talk about is the Matildas. And I love this for, for so many reasons, but mm-hmm. for most of all is just that 
this is the respect that women's football deserves. And this is what an incredible run by a team like Australia can do for the sport of women's football. And they, they have been so good. Let's not forget Australia mm-hmm. was in the group of death. Mm-hmm. They came out on the top of group of death. They went into that final game against Canada in third place. And with the way that the Nigeria game played out and how they finished their business against Canada, they topped that group. I have the utmost respect for them. Mm-hmm. Then they handled their business against a tough Danish team. Here they are doing it against France in a grueling penalty shootout. Mm -hmm. And now you think about that momentum going into England. Oh, I just am. I'm rooting so hard for the Matildas and everything they're doing in the, in the, in the nation of Australia, but also on the global spectrum of, of women's football Mm -hmm. at this world cup. Yeah, it it makes me absolutely speechless just trying to digest the sheer totality of what this Australian team has done. Like you mentioned, Caroline, of course, for women's football, like those viewership numbers are incredible. And a lot of people just, I think, need to realize and let it sink in that this is a game changing moment for women's football. The sport never, ever got these types of viewership or media exposure. Um like a, a decade ago. So yeah. this is fabulous. And we're introducing this fabulous game to so many more people. And wow. I like, again, I would just love to be in Australia right now. Um, just experiencing this and like talk about manifest, like this is manifesting to a T and it, oh, home crowd advantage is huge. And that would be extremely difficult to play against. So England have their work cut out for them in the semifinals, of course. But, you know, also we're talking about keepers have to give super big ups to Mackenzie Arnold. She's fabulous. She had an outstanding game. Like after the match, I think the French manager, um, Renard was just basically saying that Arnold was outstanding and couldn't beat her. And what a compliment that is. And what a moment for a team like Australia, where, of course, people knew about them, but now they're on the map. They're beating teams like France. They're going in with momentum against England. It's going to be a huge game. I have no clue what's going to happen. I'm, you know, and I think the next time we talk about Australia after the England game in the semifinals, we'll be talking about more viewership records being broken because the last time they broke a record was against Denmark, which was the round of 16. And it was the highest viewed television event of 2023 with 3.6 million viewers. And now Mm -hmm. they, they surpass that at 4.17 million. So just what the Matildas are doing and the impact and the influence and how much they have made Australia fall in love with them even Mm -hmm. more so and get behind them is so exciting. Yes. I think Arnold was incredible. There's so many players on this team. Rasso has been my MVP personally. Mm -hmm. Ford, Catley, Sam Kerr is back. Fowler has been extremely dangerous. You know, she should have a couple more goals. I think that there, Mm -hmm. I think there's at least one that she had called back that I think that in one game at the world cup that I think should have counted, but you, you, you name these star players, right. That we hear about in the media or that when we watch the game, we're like, Oh, I love a Haley Rasso or, you Mm -hmm. know, Arnold comes up with another big save, but you have to give this entire team from top to bottom and an immense shout out because this is a team performance. This is a, this is a, 
a unit. Like when you talk about Australia doing what they've done, it doesn't only come down to a Ford or a Sam Kerr now getting back into the lineup and being potentially very dangerous. This isn't a, a team performance from the first game going now into hopefully the semifinal game against England. And you would have to assume that England is slightly intimidated, not only mm-hmm. by what the Matildas have done on the pitch, but what their fans are about to bring to this semifinal matchup, because you talk about wanting to be in Australia. Oh my goodness. I just can't imagine. And the fans have a big job to do mm-hmm. to support their nation, which I'm sure they're going to do because they have been doing that. But man, like the fans can play a massive role in yep. intimidating this English side and giving this this Australian side the confidence to beat a team that just won the Euros. Oh my gosh, 100%. And again, if you're if you're not immersed in this atmosphere, if you haven't played the sport yourself in general or at a high level, you know when you're going into a game when you're not the home team, you have considerably less people cheering for you. Um, doesn't mean you don't have a shot, of course. Of course, yep. It plays such a mental toll. And again, I think this whole time, Caroline, we've been talking about the mental aspect of this game as well. This Australian team, they're going in with the mentality. They're going in with the rhythm. They're hearing the fans cheer for them the second they touch the ball, the second they even make a break, you know, down into the final third. That's got to be energizing 100%. And I think this Australia team, of course, they're doing it for themselves, for their teammates, but they are doing it for their country as well. And that's so like, that's something they're fighting for that a lot of other teams just by nature of the tournament and where it's located, don't have that extra edge. I hope that, you know, the the Matildas can go all the way because what a Cinderella story that would be amazing to, to do it in front of their home crowd and to do it in Australia. But the one thing I hope for this team is that as much as uh, it is as um, like a, a very important key to their success to have these fans as a 12th man, I hope that they don't feel like it's a, now a lot of pressure yeah. on their back to perform because mm-hmm. there does come some pressure with that. You're like, okay, now we, we see these numbers. We see how many people are supporting us. We want to make everyone super proud. And I just hope that they can continue playing this really, really good game that they've been playing, sticking to their game plan, doing what they do best and and finding a way to beat this English team, which I think is absolutely possible. We'll get into our predictions at the end of the show, but I just, I, I hope that they can find a balance in yeah. being super excited to do this in front of their fans and also not letting the pressure get to them because I do mm-hmm. think that that exists in the space that they're in yeah. now. And I think that they have enough experience on this team where they're going to be able to, to figure it out and, and balance that out. But that is also a real situation for them mm-hmm. as well. I think they're going to have to almost, for lack of a better word, like come down from this moment and just take it one step at a time, one game at a time, prepare for it just like they would do any other match and almost take the sheer yeah, momentum totality of this game yep. that they're playing and what it really means um, kind of out of play for a moment because if you let it get to your head, we all know how that ends up and it's never a good thing. But you said all of these teams they're playing on very good professional teams they've all been in this high pressure scenario before but this is different this is the world cup on home soil like they probably won't ever experience this again so i think yeah they just kind of got to settle their nerves i mean i don't envy them if i was them my stomach would be butterflies 100 of the time you know, I have to apologize to Australian football fans because I love this team. And I've said that since the beginning, but I didn't think uh, that they would be at this 
you know, going into the semis and that nothing against Australia. I just going up against a, a, a French team with a, with a great coach, with these very talented players. I thought for France would pull this one, pull this one out. So I'm not betting against the Matildas anymore. And then another team that I also have been mm-hmm. saying, Oh, you know, I think Nigeria is going to get past them. Oh, Colombia is going to make history once again and get past this English squad is, is this English national team mm-hmm. oh who's my God. fought, through every single game we've said many times you know this isn't the same team from the euro uh they haven't necessarily been playing you know lights out every game but they they handle their business and i respect that so much about this english women's national team and here they are beating colombia you know one of my favorite teams i when I talk about a team and their creativity, their style, their football IQ, their physicality, how individually technically sound they are, but also just their chemistry as a whole. Columbia mm-hmm. stands out in my mind at this women's world cup. They are such an offensive threat and such a fun team to watch that I'm like, totally. I actually think England's going to get upset in this game mm-hmm. and full credit to this uh, English team because they were down a goal, found a way to, equalize it right before half, which was a massive, massive goal for them. They were kind of gifted that goal, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. hard fighting team and then find a way to, you know, Russo wins it for England. This is a team that uh, I, I feel kind of similar to the Matildas. So I'm so yeah. stuck on my prediction that they can pull it out. They they might not have the best day, but they can pull it out. And two very strong teams now going up against each other in the semis. And I'm treating this like a like a final, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Definitely. And I mean, I actually think Sweden is very similar to England as well in the sense of, yeah, they might not always play the best football, but they're seemingly beating these fabulous teams due to intense resiliency like the lionesses are so resilient they do not give up and there was a moment too yeah when santos scored that first goal the little chip over mary herbs for columbia i just thought okay like england also that was the first time they were down um and they pulled off their first comeback win of the tournament so that says a lot to them as well because they're also not used to being down and coming back usually they're really not that good in that kind of situation because they can let that mental aspect sort of get to them but huge momentum shift that Lauren Hemp happened right before halftime huge 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 momentum and again I feel horrible that Columbia is exiting on this way too because I think they're truly one of the most fabulous storylines they're so energetic but again England finding a way to get it done that says a lot too and I think some of these storylines are extremely similar now getting to the end of this tournament we've seen it in Sweden we've seen it in England we've seen it in Australia so Truly, I think, Caroline, no matter what we predict, no matter what we think, again, we've talked about this before, it comes down to one moment, one ball, one goal, and it can go either way. And Julia, who is the player that you mentioned on the English team who I saw your TikTok about her stats being super incredible and she's not yes. getting enough credit this Women's World Cup? Yeah. Um, so Alex Greenwood, she plays yeah, central defender for England and Manchester City. I personally think she's one of these lynchmen for the Lionesses, but she's quietly going about her business and nobody really notices her because she's not one of these, I guess, standout players like Alessia Russo who gets the credit for getting the goals but um alex greenwood is leading in um passes standout line passes pursuing the ball forward ball control possession 
basically every stat for the lionesses as well as forward and attacking passes for the whole entire tournament but <laughs> nobody's talking about her and that plays such such a huge role greenwood is really aggressive she's a leader so it's important to have that i guess stabilizing force on the back line so her and millie bright do that really well um i think together but i think greenwood is a little bit more attacking too in the sense where she's not afraid to carry it up the flanks um passing it up to the midfields and basically trying to get an opportunity about it but again i love her because she quietly goes about her business doesn't demand any tension but she's there and without her i don't know what would have happened to be honest and, you know, football is an interesting sport because naturally stats, we gravitate towards strikers and goals and, mm-hmm. you know, golden boots and whatnot. But there are these key instrumental players on every team that do the dirty work. Right. And for me, one of my favorite players uh, right now in men's football, you know, Casemiro, he does so much mm-hmm. dirty work, especially when he came into this United side when he first left Real Madrid and how much work he did on the pitch and cleaning things up and his defensive tackles and just his placement mm-hmm. uh, when he he doesn't have the ball, how much he did had so much effect on the success of this Manchester United team and how they quickly turned things around. You know, at some point they're at the bottom of the Prem and here comes Casemiro and obviously a couple of other players and they're able to turn things around. And I, I just have so much respect for these players who don't necessarily get you know, as much attention or they're not as much in the limelight, but you see these stats in terms of passing and, and, and just how they're able to contribute to the game without necessarily scoring goals. And you have to know that without a player like that, the game could look very, very different. So I'm glad that you mentioned that in your video, because I don't think these players are talked about enough. Like we're always talking Mm -hmm. about the big moments, the big goals, you know, and I think that these players who do the dirty work, almost these unsung heroes deserve Mm -hmm. a lot of recognition as well. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
Definitely. And that's why I try to mention some of these stats like I saw on um, Opta, Alex Greenwood's sort of stat map or GPS map, if you'd like to say. And it was incredible. Pretty much every single ball she had was passed up forward in order to take the ball to advance it to attack. And I just think when you look at those kinds of moments, you look at the amount of touches, the amount of completed clean passes that she's done in order to make a difference for this Lioness team. You can't help but wonder if she wasn't on the pitch, would England's backline unravel? Who's to say? I don't know. Of course, there's lots of other fabulous players, but I just think it's really important that other people get these call outs. And it's not just England, of course, it's every team too. But uh, I just, again, I'm a little bit biased because of our Manchester City connection, but I just think she is Again, a quiet leader out there. And I love those kinds of players. Again, love that you mentioned Casemiro because it's nice sometimes to get that recognition. And, you know, she's going out there. She's England's workhorse, I personally think, in my opinion. And I think England would be in a lot more trouble if she wasn't there. Amazing. Okay, let's get into our predictions. Yes. Let's start with Sweden versus Mm -hmm. Spain. Who do you got? Yeah. Okay. So I think I need to do a better job at actually making decisions. So (laughs) I think I'm actually something in my gut tells me that Sweden's going to come away with this. I think, I think Spain, obviously exceptional, one of the best in the world. They're playing fabulous. That 111th minute comeback win, um, sorry, not comeback win, but to pull out win was Beautiful. Just magical moment um, for Spain, of course. But sometimes what I think I've seen about Spain is they can get dismantled somewhat easily. They're really, really high for most of the tournament. Then they can have a low like that 4-0 win over Japan. But Sweden is just kind of always there. They're resilient. They're always finding a way to get it done. And we can't forget that Sweden knocked out Japan. They knocked out USA. Who's to say they can't go against this Spanish team too? And I think they've been underestimated a little bit, even though they're one of the world's greats. I don't think they've been talked about enough. I I completely agree. So I was super impressed with the way that Spain handled the Netherlands. <laughs> I yeah. think that they yeah. took the Netherlands completely out of the game. And I'm more so impressed with these short little quick passes that they have and these quick, you know, one, two give and goes. I, I think that Spain played some incredible football against the Netherlands. And then, yeah, Para Luelo, how she finished that game off, the momentum, everything. Spain deserves a lot of credit. But one thing I want to say about this, the Sweden team is that they are very, the way that they went into that game against Japan and they had a game plan Mm -hmm. and they kind of clogged the middle and their defensive capabilities. I'm very curious to see how Spain might attempt to break that down. I think Sweden handled their job defensively. And I think that they're going to do the same thing in the semifinal. And, and I'm not, you know, betting against the Swedish team. You mentioned they had back to back massive upsets against the U S against Japan, Japan, who I thought was going to win the whole tournament. And, you have to give credit. And then you have Amanda Ilstad, who, you know, has four goals on the tournament right now. She's a defender. You know, she's in the running for the golden boot. You know, there are players on this team who can make a goal happen, who can make an offensive opportunity happen, but they handled their job defensively. And I think that that deserves a lot of credit, especially at this point in time in the tournament. And I think Sweden in this one, I, 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 I think that Sweden has... You know, they they came into this tournament saying, hey, you know, we should have won gold at the Olympics. You know, we want to win a World Cup. And I think that they have the absolute potential to do that, especially now, you know, advancing here against Spain. 
Yeah, I think I just feel in my gut that this is Sweden's time to shine in the sense that, yeah, I love what you mentioned about winning silver um, at the Olympics, because in the last, I think, couple, two years, they've been in three major tournament semifinals, but they haven't advanced to the finals. I just have a feeling that this is their time. They're going to know it's their time. They've been playing really well. Again, major credit to Amanda Ilsad being a defender with four goals. Fabulous. And I just, yeah, I I, I think Sweden, but of course, you never know what's going to happen. It's going to be close, but... I'm excited. Yep. That's a 2 a.m. wake up call for me, 4 a.m. Oh, wake boy. up call for Julia. So that's need that what coffee, Caroline. <laughs> honestly, I know. So that's, that's what tomorrow, which wow. is, yeah, tom- yeah, for me, it's like tonight. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's like in the middle of my sleep, it's tonight, but uh, yeah, technically tomorrow. So a big game for everyone to wake up for and, and a game that you guys are going to want to get up for, because mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see how this, you know, offensive star power from, you know, Spain, goes against this Swedish mentality and, and to see what happens. And again, anything can happen. We know that at this World Cup. So I can't wait to see how this one plays out. But up next, I have a feeling who I know. I have a feeling who you're going to pick, Julia. Yeah. We have England and <laughs> Australia. England and Australia. Who, who are you picking? Well, I still have to go with England, I think, at the end of the day. Um, again, biases there for sure. So I have to give that, you know, warning. But... I was very uncertain, to be honest, going into the England-Columbia game. I did truly think Columbia was going to pull away the win there just because I hadn't really seen too much attacking threat in tough situations from the Lionesses. So, of course, Lauren Hemp's goal right at the end, like you said, definitely a gift. But for them to come back, hold off Columbia, Alicia Russo getting the second goal gives me a little bit more hope that they can move into this, you know, final as well as an England fan, of course. But at the end of the day, I really got to say this one could be something that could quite truly go to penalties. And if they go to penalties, England is very lethal in penalties. And I don't know. I don't know. I think no matter what, it's a great game. Australia and England have tons of history, not just from the soccer football perspective, but specifically cricket. I know the show isn't about cricket, but that like is a crazy matchup always England and Australia. So there's tons of history and feud between these two countries. So I think it's going to be great, but I also wonder and worry how the lionesses will deal with the Matilda's momentum. It's either going to be good or it's going to be bad and there's no in between. So I think anything can happen. This is my world cup final. Honestly, I think this is going to be such a hard fought match. England's going to fight hard. You know, Australia is going to fight hard. I think it's going to be physical. Like there's going to be like good aggression. There's going to be passion. It's going to be quick. There's going to be emotion. Mm -hmm. I think England personally, in my opinion, is peaking at the perfect time in this tournament. Mm -hmm. They started out where people were like, eh, like what we're used to what we saw at the Euro. It's not happening that way. They're getting by though. They're figuring it out. They're strong. They're getting better each game. And and I think that they are peaking at the right time. And I always say that World Cup tournaments or any tournaments in football, it matters about peaking at the right time. That's why I always said, I'm curious to see how Japan carries these incredible performances all the way through Mm -hmm. because it's a very tough thing to do is to be super consistent at 10 out of 10 for a whole month. And here you have England where man, I, I, 
I think that they, and I said this, whoever wins Colombia and England is going to win the World Cup. I think that they have the potential to win it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then the Matildas, who I've just been it's like, hard. I've just been so impressed with, mm-hmm. who have so much, again, emotion and pride to be playing for in front of their home fans, for their country, for each other. This is a team that has just absolutely blown me away. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make a slight, I'm going to put Australia slightly over England Mm -hmm. because of just the, the opportunity they have to, to do this at home. And I think they're prepared again. I think they have a lot of veteran leaders. Mm -hmm. I think that they, play for each other. I think this is a team that's extremely, it's, it's not only a team that's fun to watch, but it's a team that's enjoyable to watch. And I think their fans really, really appreciate that about them. And I think this English team is going to have a hard time kind of dealing with maybe the intimidation factor. Maybe not, maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe this English team is extremely prepared for that, but I do think that that might be something that no one can really prepare you for until you're in the, in the game. Right. So we'll see how England handles that. And again, they very well could, I I think that they could go on and win the world cup, but I also think Australia could go on and win the world cup. So I'm, I'm like kind of pissed. This is the semifinal because I want this to be the final, which to me, if, feels like it but mm-hmm. by a slight edge by a slight slight edge oh, i think i have to go australia i mm-hmm. think i have to it's actually really stressful it is think about it like it feels really heavy because both of these teams have you know things going for them things against them love what you mentioned about england really there's i mean you can prepare you can anticipate but nothing's going to prepare you truly for what it's like walking out onto the pitch when you have thousands literally thousands of australian fans cheering and screaming and yelling like nothing can prepare you for that so we'll have to see what happens but also something to note matilda's lionesses most of them are friends most of them know each other so this i think is going to be a really interesting match from that perspective as well i think obviously they're professional athletes they're gonna have to put their friendships and you know teammates aside but it's kind of crazy if you're a wsl fan specifically to be watching some of these teammates now playing against each other and again it's just an attest to for me to such high quality women's football we're seeing in 2023 so excited for this I agree it feels like a final and every time I say something about England or Australia it flips to the other team so I just think we're in for such a treat here and you know what like not only playing in front of thousands of fans but knowing millions are watching you on TV I I would think that if you know if I were playing and and you know, I had a bad pass or something. I'd be like, Oh my God, millions of people, (laughs) millions of people (laughs) just saw me do that. You know, like about me now. (laughs) Yes. Like, you know, that in this day and age, that's a real, that's a reality Mm -hmm. for, for these footballers, not just in women's football and men's football that you, you got to think like, if you really effed up on the pitch, Mm -hmm. you're now trending and millions and millions of people are talking on you and that talking about you and that weighs on players. So, uh, yeah, I, Again, I think this English national team has the absolute ability to win it all. I think this Australian national team has the absolute ability to win it all. It's just who's the better team on Wednesday at 4 a.m. or 6 a.m. wherever Mm -hmm. you live. Um, And 
what team is able to to pull it out. I I, I, I don't know. I'm so, so excited. I don't think I've been so excited for a game in like a very long time. Maybe maybe the men's World Cup final, mm-hmm. and I'm very very excited for this one. Me too. And I, I have this feeling too, that it's just going to come down to, like I've said a million times before, but like one small moment of opportunity, one small window, that's going to seal the deal. And it's pretty crazy to think that a sliver in time, even a few seconds or inches of a player's foot or a keeper's hand is going to decide who goes to the finals. I'm calling it right now. And you guys can place your bet on Betway that I think Sam Kerr, since she's back in the line, up whether she starts or she comes off the bench she's about to score a game-winning goal and oh. sam kerr is going to make headlines because she deserves yeah. a moment at this yeah. women's world cup obviously battling a calf injury at the beginning but we've seen her you know kind of make her way back onto the pitch and i love to see it and i think she's going to have a game-winning goal i think she deserves to have herself a moment Oh, she does. I truly think she's going to come on either starting or as a substitute, do something fabulous. Because like you said, like she's obviously such an outstanding person and player. And it breaks my heart that at her home World Cup, she's had this calf injury. Something's brewing. We know it is. And we'll have to see what happens. Can't wait. All right, guys, this has been Kicked Back presented by Betway. Let us know what you think and enjoy the semifinal matches. We'll be back after the semifinals to recap, I'm sure, all the chaos of what this Women's World Cup has been. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.